that season, man, that season, I was just like, we can do it now. We can do it. As a Liverpool fan, you don't talk trash just because Liverpool are going to lose somewhere along the way and they're going to make you look bad. This was probably the first season I ever trash talked as a Liverpool fan. I was just like, Suarez is going to do it. Sturridge is going to do it. Sterling, Coutinho. I was even like, yeah, John Flanagan is going to be like in the bottom <laughs> for the best fullback. I was just like, this is, this, nothing can go wrong now. And then when we beat City with a Coutinho last-minute goal, I'm just like, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Nothing can stop us. We've got Chelsea at home. Then we had um, Crystal Palace, which is another story in itself. Uh, and then we had some bum team at the end. Um, so come the Chelsea day, uh, I remember that I was there, like, you know, in my Liverpool kit and everything. And you're seeing it. And I wasn't actually watching the game at the time. I was following it on my live stream. And then when the news starts coming in, I'm just like, I, I can't believe it. I'm just like, surely there's got to be some sort of typo here. Surely, this, this, I can't believe, I can't, I, what I'm reading can't have actually happened. That Gerard slipped in the middle of the pitch and then Dembaba just come and race through. I'm just like, I didn't watch football for like four months. I didn't watch the highlights <laughs> of that game for another two months after that. I didn't, I was, it was only up until like, Say the game happened in May, I only watched the highlight in August of that game. It took me that long to like come to terms with everything that and then I, I like you know, I started crying again. I was just like for it to be Steven Gerrard as well. Like if it was Martin Skirtle or Daniel Iger, nobody really cared. But for it to be Steven Gerrard, the captain who never lifted the Premier League trophy, for it to be him of all places. After he did the we 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 can't slip um team talk. Well, you know, for it yeah. to be Steven Gerrard, and he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Like, yeah, yes. he can't, even if he comes back as a manager, does invincible and wins 38 games, that can't erase the slip. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Whipping It In podcast, the podcast you didn't ask for. And look who we got we got a special guest. Mr. Michael, Mr. Magic Mike. I won't say the other nickname, but uh, you guys can uh, <laughs> influence that. Yeah, so today we're going to be discussing uh, top 10 Premier League gaffes. Now, we're looking at uh, highly embarrassing moments that um, they can be career-defining. Um, they don't have to be uh, really important in terms of, like, it predicts uh, title outcomes, although if that does happen, that just adds to the embarrassing level. But um, we're just talking about, like, you know, really, really awful things that happen to a player's career. Um, and if social media was as big as it is now back then, it would have been memed the hell out of it. So we're going for that kind of range there. And, yeah, so why doesn't our guest, Mike, kick us off with 10 to 6, please? So 10 to 6. 10 to 6, okay. We're doing it, we're doing it live, lads. All right, so my number 10 is a fairly recent one happened this season before, you know, Corona decided that they didn't want to see Liverpool win the league. So I'm going to paint a picture for you. Uh, Stamford Bridge, late night, um, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Arsenal, a man down. Chelsea scored. And then Arsenal got a corner, yeah? No, Chelsea have a corner, actually. We take the corner, and then Arsenal start breaking. And somehow Martinelli finds himself like with the whole pitch ahead of him and just can't say to stop him. So as he gets to Kante, I'm thinking, no stress, Kante's got this. But then Kante slips. And right as he's slipping, you see him trying to like, just reach out and grab Martinelli's leg. But Martinelli's not having it. Zooms past him. Kepa's never going to save anything. So there we go, 1-1 one, 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 rather. So that was quite disappointing. But you know what? I feel like slips are going to be sort of a team today. So it seemed like an appropriate way to start out. <laughs> I mean, everybody kind of knows what one is going to be. But we'll get them to get <laughs> Number nine for me was Suarez. Because, you know, Liverpool-Chelsea. Decent day. And then Suarez and Ivanovic have been having a go all through the game. And then, boom, Suarez out of nowhere just decides to have a little... Note of a nibble on Ivanovich came out of nowhere which is so hilarious really I wouldn't say it's necessarily a gaff but I feel like just 
I'm not sure what goes through your mind as a sports person to go, yeah, you know what, I think I should just have a bite at this guy and see what happens in it. Like, see what it leads to. The amazing thing is how he stayed on the pitch, to be honest. But you know what, that's a story for another day. So my number eight is the whole debacle with John Terry and Wayne Bridge. Off the pitch, but I feel like that was a bit of a gaffe still. <laughs> Basically, for those who don't know the story, it's alleged, alleged, because, you know. But Let's use the correct terms, yeah. <laughs> that John Terry had relations with Wayne Bridges, I believe, either girlfriend or wife at the time. And as teammates, that's a big no-no. As men, really, it's a big no-no. But, yeah, like, it wasn't, it wasn't taken very well. Didn't end very amicably. Bridge ended up moving to City. And John Terry still has a reputation of being the guy that you don't want to leave around with your girlfriend or wife. So, not really a reputation you want, but it does make for great bands and a great guy. Number seven would be Mourinho, at his time, second coming at Chelsea, and deciding that our young crop of talents, and I'm talking Lukaku, Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, that like none of them were good enough and we're just going to sell them off and we're going to have like, probably like 500 million worlds of talents and leave Chelsea in a situation where we haven't had any good strikers far and cost us since then. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> not bitter at all. The number six would be the infamous game, Liverpool versus Sunderland, where Darren Bent scores with the ball coming off a beach ball. So... I believe it was an equaliser at the time. Darren Bentz, cross comes in, takes the touch. There's just a random beach ball just cooling on the pitch right in front of Pepe Reina. He smacks a shot and the cannons of the beach ball goes into, goes into the net. Reina doesn't know what's happening. No one knows what's happening. But it went in and it was beautiful. I feel like if there were memes at the time, the memes would have been so lit that it would be ridiculous. So that, that should be my first six. Really excited to see where you guys go with this. Um, for number 10, I've got Chris Kamahara from Sky Sports, like his commentary. So if you look up like like top 10 Chris Kamahara like highlights, you see a lot of like funny stuff. Like he does always like, I think if you want to like watch highlights, stuff like that, like Chris Kamahara is like, is, is gas on about football. Like he misses stuff on the uh, highlights. So I put that as number 10. So, cause as around football as well. So that's quite funny as well, man. So at number nine, as a Liverpool fan, this might be my bit biased, but I put Gerard as the slip at number nine. So I understand, I played a bit of football myself. I understand like how, how horrific of a situation it can be, man, when you just, when you got last man defending and then you just you slip up, man. That's t- and then the other opponent striker just comes up running past you, man. It, ha- it happened to me, and I, that's why I put it at number nine, man. That's the worst feeling in the world. Didn't yeah. you give away got... a penalty when we played football in that 11 aside match? Yeah, I gave away a penalty, I think. Yeah, I bought it by accident, man. <laughs> uh, I was blocking myself and then I bought it, man. And then um, that's number nine. And number eight, I love a bit of Almunia, man. Manuel Almunia, put him in the YouTube highlights. Almunia, he's got. He's got was it what do they call it so like you got rubber hands so like everything just goes through his hands yeah so the boy just keeps Slipper. going through his fingers man yeah that's number eight so if you want to like goalkeeping errors just look at manuel manuel Almunia, man for arsenal especially for arsenal uh number seven i got torres versus de gea so when uh torres he did the hard part he went around de gea and then he had an open goal and then bang Wide, off, wide the post, man. That's he did the hard pit. All you had to do was score, man. That, like Jamie, I think Jamie Cargo said, like he couldn't believe it. Like they couldn't, they, um, Liverpool got 50 million from Chelsea. He just couldn't believe it, man. It is, yeah, it's not a good time for uh, Torres. And then number six was, I think it's Gareth Bale. So when he did the own goal against, I think it was against Liverpool, no, where he nice. kicked it. No, I think it was this one where he, where he kicked it. Kicked the ball, he was going to clear the ball from a corner, and then they hit the opponent in the front of him, and it bounced back in. 
Oh man, that was yeah. yeah. Smacks face, isn't it? And then went in. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lennon, Lennon smashed into Bale's face, and then he went yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, regardless, that's never something you want to happen to you on the pitch. Like you just get the ball smacked into your face, but then scoring an own goal from that as well, I feel would be like so like a misery compile, or just like yeah. adding on misery on misery. I mean, but it's Tottenham though, so they probably deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Bale as well, the, the most expensive player. <laughs> Number 10, uh, Robinson, Paul Robinson versus Watford. So, like, you hardly see goalkeepers score goals in it. And when you see, like, the goalkeeper box around that area, um, a little bit out, and him to score against Watford and the ball bouncing, like, uh, it, it's, it's so hilarious. And, um, and it's not just, there's so many mistakes uh, in Paul Robinson. Wasn't he the guy that, um, when he was <laughs> uh, back pass and it went through his legs against Croatia, wasn't it? And then, um, yeah. He miskicked it and the ball bobbled and he went in. So, like, he's a lot of mistakes. And, um, yeah, so, yeah. Legendary moments. Legendary moments. That's it, that's it. Um, Then I put the famous uh, beach volleyball. Um, You can't can't forget that. That's, like, huge deflection out of nowhere. Like, and then you can see Pepe Reina's, like, everyone's confused. What? What? What's going on? Is the referee going to help? And then it, it went in. Um... So that's number nine. I put Perez and Thierry Henry penalty mess. Um, so it was uh, it was where uh, Perez was about to take the penalty, and uh, I think they were going to do the Messi Suarez thing, but uh, before Messi Suarez made it an actual thing, but he miskicked it, and uh... it was hilarious. I think his legs like they just forgot how to work for like a second or two. <laughs> that's all it took. Yeah, and the ref, ref gave a free kick the other end. Um, so that's my number eight. Um, I thought Mike Dean needs uh, honourable mention. This guy's like the, one of the best refs in the Premier League. He makes things happen, man. Um, his <laughs> celebration uh, when Tottenham scored, oh, it's it's hilarious. He's um, a funny character, and there's so many uh, moments with Mike Dean. It's not just him doing that, but like uh, when players try grabbing him, he's like, whoa, whoa. you know, you know, it's, it's it's a funny reaction how he does things. It's really good. Um, and then my number six, actually, this is an interesting one. Mourinho fights Wenger. Like, oh, you know, that was like uh, touchline yeah. when um, managers fight each other. And uh, for that, I think it was the week, um, I can't remember exactly when he called him a specialist in failure. And then it was like <laughs> building up. And then Wenger, you know, Mourinho must have said a few more things on the touchline. And Wenger got a bit sensitive. And then it all kicked off, man. It was like, Royal Rumba part three or something, man. That was that's my uh top ten to six. My number ten is similar to yours, it's just a little bit more expanded. So uh it's anytime a goalkeeper scores uh against another goalkeeper. So not there's been five times in the Premier League where a goalkeeper scored. Um twice is under sort of like normal attacking circumstances. So it's like um a last minute corner. Uh Peter Schmeichel and Brad Friedel both scored from like last minute corners, but the ones I call the gaps are like the Paul Robinson goals, where it's just a big lump up top, and then the goalkeeper goes for a walk, and then he just like watches hopelessly as the ball goes over his head. So that's happened three times: Paul Robinson versus Ben Foster, uh, Tim Howard versus Adam Bogdan, and Asmir Begovic versus Arthur Boric. So those three goals for um, that Ben Foster, Bogdan, and Boric conceded. Those are my number ten. Number nine, I've got Morton Gamst Pedersen's dive against Arsenal. The dude was clean through on goal. Why he thought a shot wasn't a good idea, I still don't know. He had already passed the last defender, but he's just running into the box, looks back at the ref, and there's like a good like three, four yards between him and the last defender, and then he just hits the deck. And I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but the ball just rolled out for the goal kick. So... He needs to, you know, work on his acting abilities there. Number eight, I've got Santiago Virginia's own goal versus Southampton. Um, that was a banger. That was... I just, <laughs> if, a, if a striker made that finish, that's probably, like, one of their top ten finishes of all time. Um, Southampton are attacking. Somehow, some way, there's a looping ball that comes in. And what Virginia was doing, I have no idea. His body shape was all wrong. He was facing the wrong way. But with all the accuracy of, like, peak Pele, um, he just volleys, hammers that thing into the bottom corner. There's a lovely curve on it. But 
he must have forgot which team he was playing for. Um, so that's Santiago Virginia's own goal. Number seven, I've got Robert Pires' penalty against Man City. Yeah. Uh, like now said, 1-0 up versus City. They tried to do that cheeky flick. The flick didn't come off. Pires and Henri are just looking at each other like, what's going on? And then the, the ref just like, screw you guys, free kick to uh, Manchester City. Um, number six, uh, I have Kieran Dyer versus Lee Boyer. So Newcastle are already 3-0 down, already have 10 men because uh, Stephen Taylor handballed him and acted like he got shot. Uh, and then in the middle of a match, Kieran Dyer and Lee Boyer think it's a good time to um, sort their differences out. Um, you can read the stories about this. Dyer's like done a couple of interviews on it, but um, apparently Dyer wasn't passing the ball um, enough to Boyer, uh, and then Boyer just had a scrap. Uh, he looked like he came out a bit worse, didn't he? Because Boyer was crying and he had this uh, t-shirt with Um And then Kieran Dyer was like, he looked the more calm and composed. But three nil down, already got a red card, and your own teammates are fighting on the pitch. I mean, that's not a pretty look for a team. That's not a pretty look for a team. Um, how do you guys want to um, put this together? Because we've got a goalkeeper scoring a goal, Chris Kamara, and we've got uh, Kante Slip. Um, we we already, can't do Kante like that. We can't do Kante like that. Yeah, because I was thinking like, yeah. there, there's a better Kante slip Kante. that we could include, you know, later on. Very true. So but I, I like is as well as the goalkeepers scoring goals is actually on my list as well. It's just a bit higher up than where you guys put it. Yeah. Same. I, I put the I put Paul Robinson's goal at number three. So. Number three. I rate that really highly, man. <laughs> I was like, what? The wind just propelled it over. It took the lucky bounce over Foster's head. Oh, yeah, man. So Chris Kamara didn't really happen on the pitch, though, did it? Yeah, so that's why I put my number yeah, 10. Yeah. I mean, technically, he's not yeah, in the stadium, but now nah, you, yeah. you can't say that. All right, so yeah. I guess I guess through process of elimination, we're going with um, goalkeeper kicks. But can we? Is there? Because I'm just trying to think. Like, we need to have one specific moment. Um, I don't mind swapping Paul Robinson if there's if you think there's other better like goalkeeper scoring goals. I'd put them all together, but maybe maybe Asmir Begovic just because it's the longest. Like he got the. You got like yeah, a he was basically level. right on a six-yard box. It was practically a goal kick. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Cool. So, number 10, we've got Begovic's goal. Uh, yeah. So, just to recap audiences, um, in ninth, I've uh, put down Darren Benz's uh, beach volleyball goal. Who have you got? Um, so, I've got Gerard Slip. So maybe a bit biased there, but it happened to me once, so I put it at number nine. Why um, Liverpool get number nine? That's to be done. That's to be done. <laughs> my number nine, Suarez having a bit of a nibble. Suarez bites. Uh, you know, just a bit of a nibble on Ivanovic. Nothing, uh, nothing major. Yes, sir. Morton down Spedersen's dive against Arsenal. Okay, interesting. behaviour. I was going to say, um, we're going to probably, with Lewis, your one, Gerard Slip is going to be higher on everyone's list. So, yeah. I think, I think that needs to, uh, that's eliminated. Oh, uh, yeah, he definitely never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've got Morton down Spedersen's dive against Arsenal. Um, you guys are putting me in a tough position here. I have to choose either like Leonardo DiCaprio's acting or two moments against Liverpool. So like, <laughs> like, what do, what do you guys want me to say? Um, I'll probably say Darren. I'd probably say Darren. I I hate you guys so much. Darren bent beach ball, but only because Suarez might be worthy of a higher place, which isn't a good thing. So I'd go. There's, there's, why is there so many Liverpool moments in this? That's the. Uh, funny. Just because I've got a lot of Liverpool fans in here, but you know, that has nothing to do with me. 
just a bad luck Liverpool had, man. Imagine if we didn't have all these scenarios happening, man. We would have like at least one Premier League title by now. At least like one. Gerard, yeah, like Gerard slip. That costs uh, us the title. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in on that a bit further as well because that's actually hilarious. Cupcakes. I think Rahat's actually dead. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm in a difficult position here uh, with having to choose between uh, two Liverpool incidents and the die. Um, I feel like the Suarez fight is going to feature a bit higher up on the list. So for that, it's a toss-up between the dive and the beach ball. And if I'm honest, it's probably the beach ball that's going to go number nine. So I'd say down Benz. But just a note, whoever threw the beach ball on, screw you. You know, you doomed us that day. Yeah, that's my number nine. Uh, the beach ball is hilarious. Like, it's banter, but it's not like top-class banter. So. Although it's still pretty high banter. But yes, yeah, so I'd say nine straight. I got Pirates. I got the Pirates penalty at seven. So um, for eight, I've got Santiago Virginia's own goal. The strikers finish from a defender. I believe my eight was the beach ball. So that's the point now. Uh, so my eight was like goalkeeping mistakes, like especially Manuel Almunia. So like he's got a lot of gaffes from his Arsenal days. Um, Mike, so just fumbled the ball. Yeah, but that's yeah. so. That's like the most Arsenal fan I can think of, though. Like poor, poor goalkeepers. Now they mention it, like they really haven't had a lot of good luck in that department, have they? Like Chesney, um, like Shaq when he went there was just was just questionable. Fabianski. And I feel like every time a keeper lives Arsenal, they go on and become like an actual decent keeper. <laughs> like, that's like, that remains to be seen anyways. But yeah, um, I would have argued for the number eight spot, maybe John Terry and Wayne Bridge to maybe sneak in there cause, just because they're legends and the story's just hilarious and funny. Keep it on the well, pitch, keep it on the pitch. <laughs> well, I feel like the king on the pitch because like, you know, everyone sort of like knew about it and talked about it and like they sort of fell out on and off the pitch. So I feel like it would be the handshake, unfair. right? The handshake was probably the on the pitch moment you could argue, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Wayne Bridge did not shake his hand when they when he faced him against City, innit? So yeah. yeah, I guess it did sort of like culminate in that. And plus, it's just sort of like a thing you try and avoid doing, like. You know, getting into situations with like teammates or friends, girlfriends slash wives. But hey, John Terry moves different, man. There are no rules for him. So yeah, there we are. Um, so we've got um, in our eighth position, Almunia's mistakes, um, Santiago uh, against uh, Virginia. Virginia. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant strike. Uh, Perez and Henri and then John Terry and Wayne Bridge. Um, so I, taking my one out, I Lewis's one was quite interesting. Amunia's goalkeeper mistakes. I don't think many of us really too much thought about that. But um, goalkeeping mistakes, I think, is quite uh, a crucial one because he's like conceded so many goals. And it's not just Amunia when you think about it. Um, there's De Gea, um, Hugo Lloris. Another keepers that have made huge mistakes. Lawrence has had some gems this season. <laughs> too many, too many to count. Um, yeah. And then Mike's one is interesting, but I just feel with you on Mike. Um, I know it's a lot off. It's me- I, I know you're saying the handshake uh, was probably the crucial, but if if we're going basically on the uh, on field, um, I have to take that one out just for this one. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but well, so it's between the drama sort of happened up the pitch or that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason. So it's between uh, <laughs> Rahat's uh, chosen one with the wonder strike or Lewis's um, point with the uh, with the Almunia's mistakes. Where where are you going, Mike, with this one? Uh, number seven, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number eight, no, number eight. No, between. Between Santiago Virginia and Manuel Almunia's entire career, are oh, definitely Virginia, because that that goal was—if he scores that on the other end of the pitch, that's probably goal of the season. So, like, 
just it's just the strike, weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah like just the strike just how clean it was and just just the fact that it was it was just hit so well yeah i feel like it has to be Virginia. like he seemed quite disappointed to score an own goal but like if you were going if you're ever going to score an own goal let it be that own goal so yeah, so I can't remember who was driving the ball for Southampton. But you've got um, the, uh, Sunderland, the Sunderland Virginian played for Sunderland, I think. Well, there was some team in blue, but they're all camped on the 18-yard um, box uh, on the line of it. Um, there's no one in uh, his uh, box. So the ball took a deflection somewhere and it came to him. He was kind of in that right-back position. So if you imagine like the right central half in that area, and I assume he went to go clear it, but generally when you clear it, um, it wasn't really uh, a ball that was kind of meant to be hit with his right foot. And if it was, you kind of want to hit it with the outside of your right foot. So when you're hitting it with the outside of your right foot, you kind of angle your right foot towards the outside because um, you want it away from his neck. But then his, if you look at the like, motion of his leg, his travel towards his goal, and unfortunately for him, the ball also travelled towards his goal and nestled itself in there. Um, it was it was a lovely finish, you know, for the first time volley. Um, he didn't have much time to set himself, but got his feet ready. Lovely, clean strike of the ball as well. But a nice bit of a little bit of curve on it as well. Keeper had no chance, and yeah, one of the own goals of the season. Ooh. so we've gone. Uh, I guess Santiago Virginia. Um, in the eighth position. Um, so my seventh um, was Mike Dean celebrating when Spurs scored. Um, you don't really see uh, refs doing that, and the fact that like he you know, had his two hands like that running across the pit. And uh, I, th- I think in general he's like a real football fan. You know? He um, supports the lower league teams and um, one of the lower league teams, and so like he has a real passion for the game. Um, and I think refs don't really get noticed, but I think he was he was a real funny guy. Um, Lewis, we'll start with you. Who was your seventh? Torres versus, I think it was De Gea, when Torres did the hard bit. He went around De Gea, and then some, for some reason he didn't want to score the goal. He didn't want to get, he didn't want to get that goal bonus. He didn't want that um, extra bonus for scoring a goal. He decided to hit it wide. So... He, like Torres, the fifty million pound striker from like Liverpool to Chelsea, and then it was all he had to do was tap it in, and then he just he got he got he would have got his goal bonus, he would have scored a goal, but then he just mishit it, and then or it was paid off by an I think it was the Man United Man United team they were paid, and then who knows man, but he just missed this he just missed his chance man. I was gonna but, I was gonna add like a. There was it was so many mis- uh, things leading up to that. Like, yeah. you know, there's like when Torres. I think Torres was obviously when everyone had so many high expectations. Him and Drogba were going to do uh, this uh, crazy partnership, um, and then you look at like uh, there were so many chances Torres missed throughout his career, not scoring enough goals, and then to have something like that, like that must have, like I don't know how conf- confidence like must be a huge thing for footballers. What do you think, Lewis, about that? Like, yeah. Do you think he was destroyed after that? Like, Social media was there like, now. So I was going to go into that a bit more as well. Like, with the Torres friend, it's sort of like, it's sort of like a culmination of a lot of things. Because, like, after he came in, he was a bit injured at the start, so he couldn't even play. And then he'd gone through, like, a couple of games there, like, he was just snatching up things that wasn't quite working for him. So come to United game, and like we're trying to like come back into the game. I think it's like three one at the time or yeah three one yeah. So so like he does everything right. Like it's sort of like slow motion. Like he goes through, step over, goes past David De Gea, and at that moment we're like, oh yeah, this is the Torres we've all been waiting for. And then as soon as he hits it and it doesn't go into the net, like it's not like the world stopped for like just like a brief second. We're like he's actually missed it. And sort of like that miss sort of like haunted him for like almost like the entire time he was at Chelsea up until he scored that goal against Barcelona, I would say. That's sort of like when a lot of the Chelsea fans sort of like began to like really love him and like overlook like a lot of all that, all that come before then. Like up until then, it was like the miss and like the 50 million, but 
right after he scored against Barcelona, all was forgiven, and then Torres sort of became like a legend. Do you remember, do you remember he already scored in that game? Do you remember he already scored in that game? That was, that yeah, was he had already scored in that game, yeah, and it was like brilliant. So, like, yeah. we was just starting to think, oh, yeah, this is the Torres right up until the mess, in it? And then it was yeah. sort of like, oh, no, how has he done this? <laughs> And then the disappointment. I've setting. got that higher up on my list. I've got that higher up on my list. Yeah, so, like that was that's pretty high up on my list. But yeah, I've got a higher up. Because, yeah, that's like legendary for all the wrong reasons. I think we can we we need to include some Arsenal moments. You know, they've they've had some comedy. Oh, trust me, the Arsenal moments are coming. But yeah, I suppose there can't be too many Arsenal moments. Let's throw them in there. Just because that's like supposed to be like the best squad as well, you know, the Torres on days as well. Back when everything there was such was time to go. Cool. And then it's like Torres and Henri, uh penalty in seventh position. Um, so number six, I've got um, Mourinho v Wenger. I, I think this was like the boiling point for these two coaches. Like, they, they, if there was like a Royal Rumble. WrestleMania main event. That was it on that on that day. Like the, these two fighting was like one of the craziest fights. Um, Things that was just brilliant. Like pushing each other, knocking each other off. Um, that was one of the most funniest things you'll ever see. And like, um, I think if if it had gone any further, Wenger, I think might you know might have done something. But then uh, yeah, I think Wenger was fully about to start swinging, you know, because like. He, he was tired of getting all that banter from Mourinho. Mourinho was just loving it at him. So like, I'm surprised because, like, like, and if you look at Mourinho as well, like, he looks so shocked. Like, I wasn't really expecting Wenger to, like, actually full on, like, you know, like, go on there. was like, yo, get away from my technical area and all that, innit? <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, it was so, like, hilarious sort of thing. And, like, I think, like, Wenger is, like, the last manager you'd expect to, like, sort of, like, actually want to square up with someone because like it sort of like seems like it's like like old calm geriatric sort of done was like not really trying to be for anyone and then just to see him like, really, like square up with someone like yo bring up bring bring the smoke man what are you, what are you trying to do that was hilarious to me legendary moment that was mine is uh kieran dyer versus lee boyer um that famous newcastle fight uh, three nil down already, ten men, um, and to see your own team fighting like that, I mean, that's probably a Newcastle fan's number one, you know. Uh, I don't know how you get over your own team having a fight in the middle. I like yeah, Imagine like having a fight with your own Like, you, you'd never seen that before. You'd just never seen that before, that your own team spontaneously combust and to fight. While you're 3-0 down as well, it's just, that must have been such a, just a shameful, like, day for Newcastle fans. So, um, just the gravity of that situation, uh, I'd go with that one. Lewis, who's your uh, number six? So, I did uh, Gareth Bale's own goal against Liverpool. So, it was a corner kick, Liverpool took it in, I think it was John Joe Shelby, crossed it in, the ball was ricocheted, and then it went to... um, I think Aaron, it was going to the, towards the goal and then Aaron Lennon by the post, he headed it away or kicked it away. And then just in front of him was Gareth Bale. And then, so Lennon hit it and then bounced off Bale and then back into the, his own net. Smashed off his face. Like, almost yeah. knocks him out with how hard that ball was. It's tragic. Hilarious, though. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah. It was a massive gap. Especially, but I think Bale got his revenge. Like, Liverpool Champions League no, no more words to say, man. Hey. Yeah. Shout out to Carlos. Why would you do that? <laughs> no, but that, that bicycle kick. Because he's kick. an honest man, man. It's a bicycle. How many people you know score a bicycle kick in a Champions League final? Yeah. I feel like those are some really tough choices. We've got like two like top tier fights and then an absolutely embarrassing embarrassing moment as well for like top Harris is back at Liverpool right yeah his contract yeah, got cancelled they terminated his loan they terminated his loan or oh, he terminated yeah. it yeah yeah because yeah. they weren't paying the done innit <laughs> well, probably for good reason probably for good reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not very nice 
So um, trying to put things into perspective. So Mike, we'll take your Mourinho off the field event. Um, we'll add yeah, yeah, Mourinho's uh, fight with Wenger. We've got Newcastle's fight with sorry the Newcastle fight. Uh, we've got uh, Gareth Bale's own goal. Um, I'm more inclined to put in a fight in this one. I think we do need to uh, somehow. I would go for Naz's one personally, just because that was like a legendary moment. And when else are you going to see two managers on the touchline almost coming to blows? Like that's actually what, like what, what's stuff. more rare: two managers going or two of the same team? Like, I feel like there's more of a chance of two of the same team players fighting on the pitch than opposing managers fighting on a touchline. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I don't think managers are, like, the types, like, for, like, just, like, going square up to another done. Because like, just... the, only, the only thing I was going to add is um, with the managers, right, they have the box where they can't... Yeah, them. like, yeah, they've got, like, the technical yeah. areas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah technical, that's it. Yeah, 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 but which manager respects the technical area? You see all of them but just do whatever they want. They do sort of do whatever they want, to be fair. Especially if it's... Like, crawl up on false officials. Well, Mourinho actually has a... You know, do you, Mourinho has a sort of, like, a thing with, like, just running out of his technical area, like, at any given time in a match. I can remember this season as well against City. Where like he he was, they gave a penalty, was it? Oh no! Like when Sterling dived when Tottenham versus Man City, and then they thought it should have been like yeah, a yeah, 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 Sterling. Yeah. So he got, yeah. he's gone sat down, and his <clears throat> sister's like, "Yo, that should have been a second yellow." And then he just like storms up the storms up the technical like area to go to go harass like a uh, fourth official. Yeah, so, yeah. Mourinho yeah. always I mean, like I mean, sort of like. Playing fast and loose with his technical area types. So he does have a sort of reputation for that. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to pick one, I'd go with Naz as well, with Mourinho personally, but that's Um, just my opinion. Lewis, who are you going with? Naz. I just want to say, Mike, you convinced me. I'd go with Naz as well. Let's go. Let's go with Mourinho and Wenger fighting each other. Hopefully, one day we can get a rematch, see what happens. So we're now jumping on to positions five to position one. Um, and so for me, I've, um, from position five, I've got um, Adebayor's celebration against Arsenal. We ran across the pitch celebrating and everyone chucked their lunch. Legendary. Yeah, that, that was Legendary. Mad. Legendary. Um, I've got Phil Jones' face meme. Um, so it was a <laughs> C and um, Aguero scored and then... Um, You've seen it all over the internet. I'll, I'll put it in as a B-roll in this clip where his face is like this. Let's try and do his face. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was so off time. Um, and then uh, to number three, I put Torres um, open goal miss. I think that that's where it lasts. Um, number one and two, I think we should leave out because I think we can talk about it then. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Hear what yeah. Saying, but those are my five to three. Um, what's yours? We'll start off with you, Mike. So, my number five would be the keepers ones, which we've already discussed. Um, I feel like it's just like a very embarrassing thing as a keeper to have another keeper score against you. Like, that really should not be happening in any scenario or circumstance. But, like, I had like the Boric Bogdan, because, like, it's basically the same kind of goal. Like they see the flight of the ball all the way through, and at no point do they think, you know what? Maybe I should take a couple of steps back just so this ball doesn't loop over my head and leave me looking like an embarrassed plum. So yeah, that would be my number five, just because I feel like no goalkeeper should have that happen to them. It's just unacceptable behavior. And then my number four is also another Arsenal thing. It's the eighth book. Arsenal versus United. I, I, forgot, like, about yeah, that, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was the second game of the season, and then United just like ran circles against Arsenal, and so sort of embarrassing, really. Like you should never really concede eight goals as a Premier League club, especially not when you're like one of the big four or at that time clubs in it. So that was that was a bit diabolical. That was like. United fans will never let Arsenal forget about it. I mean, they shouldn't really, to be fair. I'd hate to That's be an Arsenal fan. 
Not to mention Arsenal has just been getting slapped up like with so many like large scorelines over the year. Six 0 from Chelsea, Bayern games, City games, Liverpool games. You just get slapped up so many other times. And then my number three would be Liverpool last season. Bit of a cop out, but it's all like a cumulative thing. So like only losing one game and still not winning the league, I feel like it's a big gaff on their ends. Cause like allow you, I don't Mike. That, allow you. <laughs> I don't think like anyone else would only lose one game and not win the league. <laughs> I feel like that is more of an indictment of Liverpool than it is uh, a thing for Man City. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like there's no excuse to only lose one game and not win the league. Like that is just unacceptable behavior. So you lot need to be reprimanded for that one. So I stuck you in there. So yeah, that's Yo, Mike, you're never coming back on the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You keep bringing yeah, too many of the rest of my time here. Yeah, so, yeah that's my life to Yo, my five to three. My number five is actually a transfer. Um, it's a Liverpool one. Thirty-five million for Andy Carroll. Who, where, what, why, how, why? Please, someone explain why this went through. Thirty-five million for Andy Carroll. It was only his first half season in the Prem. He's got yeah, he scored like eleven goals. But I mean, come on. Uh, we we just sold Torres. We got Suarez in. We didn't know he'd be the great biter he was. But Andy Carroll, six goals and 44 appearances across three seasons. I'm like, hey, yeah, he scored that one so goal bad. in the final. Uh, I can't get over, like, that one transfer makes me so sad to be a Liverpool fan for a long time. Like, you know, you know you used to wake up on game day and be like, oh man, I can't wait to see my team play. But then I'd think, like, Carroll was playing. I was just like, why would I want to look forward to that? Um... Number four, I've got Vincent Company's own goal um, against, I think it might have been a follow-up. Um, it was a low ball in coming in from the attacking team's right, so City's left. And he shapes well to hit it with his left foot. But for whatever reason, he managed this uh, incredible chip that went behind him, looped to Joe Hart, and then off the crossbar and in. Um, he did the customary look at the ground uh, celebration after he said that, you know, blaming the ball. Um, you know, sometimes like ball physics just doesn't doesn't even make sense. Uh, number three, I've got Fernando Torres' miss with the Manchester United. I know we've discussed it before, but this guy was getting a lot of stick at the time for, you know, selling out 50 million, going to Chelsea, not doing well. He could have really done with it. And he already scored one amazing chip against the hair like five minutes before. So, you know, you know, you tell me, Naz and Mike, you're looking at him, you're like, wow, this is this is the 50 million guy we signed. He goes around the hair, does the easy bit, makes the hair look like a fool, and then he makes himself look like a fool. Um, it's very, you know, it's hard to watch that. It's hard to watch that. Because, like, really? you see a guy, really he's is. so excited to, like, get back in his groove and then you just see him demolished. And he was at Old Trafford like as well. Imagine missing the fit at Old Trafford. Like oh my God. Levels. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But the Old Trafford fans give him such a heckling for that. That's uh, that's my 5-3. to three. Yeah. Uh, so, my 5-3, to three, I've got another transfer of 5. So, Arsenal's bid of £35 million and one pound for Luis Suarez. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, reportedly there was forty million, forty million, yeah, forty million, forty million one pound. Sorry, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, so apparently there's a, a release clause for Luis Suarez of forty million, and then Arsenal decided to see whether that's true or not, and then they put a bit of forty million one pound. I don't know what that was going through their minds, but they thought forty million pound, uh, forty million bid and one pound would make the deal. I don't know what was going through Arsenal's like, transfers at the moment at that time, but it got rejected, and now he's doing his own bits, man. Like Barcelona, Liverpool, man, that's crazy. So that, yeah, I believe the clause was sort of uh, if a bit of over forty million came in for Suarez, Liverpool had to notify Suarez that a bid was on the table. 
but it didn't necessarily mean they had to accept the bid. So I feel like if Arsenal had put in like a proper bid, like they would have been able to negotiate, but because they were sort of like taking the mickey out of them, like Liverpool were like, yeah, we're just not coming to the table on this one. And it's funny as well, because Suarez did actually want to go to Arsenal, which that would probably have been terrifying having him in there, but like luckily he decided to stay in Liverpool and nothing came from it. So yeah, happy days. Number four, I've got company versus Fulham. So like like Rahat said, like with the slicing of the football and it's going back. <laughs> I think it goes over the goalkeeper and it just slices over the goalkeeper and straight back into the net. So that put that number four. And then number three was the beach ball. So like um, it was higher, it was earlier in the podcast, but when the beach ball turned up in the Sunderland game, then the ball hitting the beach ball, and then I think it was Rain and Glenn Johnson thinking, "What just happened?" <laughs> and then, like, and then um, they, both of them were like, "What just happened?" And they're looking to the refs, thinking there should be some like free kick or something for them. And then I think it's the referee just said, pointing it back to the centre spot, saying, "That's a goal. Start the game again." Because we said in the podcast earlier that um, it's a hard one because I want to include those uh, transfer, but we did say like because uh, we took out the Wayne Bridge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got. And we yeah. said we couldn't include that, so I don't think it would be fair. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would be yeah. fair just to take Mike's out. So we'll have to take the transfers out, but those are really good ones. We maybe should do a whole yeah. the funniest transfer. Yeah. Uh, so between uh, who's the goalkeeper, Mike? You were saying. The goalkeepers were they mentioned early on? Yeah, we were yeah. got after both. I feel um, like we've already like yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like Nas wins by default on this one. Yeah. So Adibayo, yeah, legendary celebration. I was actually legendary as well, man. Just like Ooh. the best, just like the natural spice in it to like just like run the length of the field, just so you can celebrate in your opposition's face, what and that's like all. Yeah, especially like after all he'd done for them as well. I was just like, that's the, just the actual beef. Like he just like he was crazy. <laughs> I still remember his hair flying everywhere. I just got... <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, can yeah. I say for number four? For uh, for number four, could Arsenal have a, such a good history of finishing fourth place? We should give this fourth place trophy <laughs> to them. Um, <laughs> but oh, the, man, Mike, Mike, was it your Arsenal? Uh, you put Arsenal. Yeah, my, my number four was Arsenal with the eight two. It's like getting yeah. slapped up. Just, just so then we keep things like you know a little bit of metaverse there. We put Arsenal fourth, where they always yeah. are, you know. <laughs> then again, when's the last time Arsenal actually managed to finish fourth? I know they'd love to finish fourth now. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. Um, so number three, who are you guys gonna put forward? I'm gonna have to say because uh, I'm interested in the company on goal because you're never gonna see something like that, and he's such a world class player. And I was watching; it was against Fulham, and I was watching. I don't know who crossed it in, but um, it was from that. I'm, I'm really inclined to put company's goal in, but then Torres is missed. Like you, you, you have to put it in somehow. Like that, that will never be forgotten. Um, and there's like so even 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 if Torres like won a World Cup or wins like another Euro or wins the Japanese League or something like that, that there's still <laughs> it's in a player's career that you'll always be remembered, you know. You know yeah, yeah. Sad as it is, um that's that's how it's gonna be. Like I don't know, for me I've gotta put Torres Torres's goal um in that position. What about you guys? Is there anyone different you wanna chuck in? Um, I, my number three was like so on the field and off the field. So it was Liverpool only losing one game, not winning the league. I feel like that's just like so like has to represent everything Liverpool really in that like they can come so close and be so fast so many times. But like obviously like this season, it's like even like with the Corona thing as well, like come so close and then like. Yeah, like you guys just like can't actually finish off. Although I think the season will end now, so at least there's that. But yeah, so like it just encapsulates like 
the whole meaning behind Liverpool of like, you know, um, this, maybe it's this year or the next year or the year after that. And like, it's coming so close and not actually quite getting it. It's just like, it's actually unbelievable. Some would say it's more that City were brilliant, but I would say Liverpool, like, if you're eight points clear at Christmas, you have to win the league, in my opinion. And like, just losing one game to City and then just bottling it from there is unacceptable to me. So, yeah, I would say that should be number three, personally. Oh, I'll defend Liverpool fans. One, only once, this is the only thing I'll say, is um, United lost the league on goal difference. That's even worse. True. That, that's <laughs> the only thing I can defend. It's like, no, no, I know yeah, they won the league. Like, and it doesn't matter. Though, losing on goal difference or only losing one game all season long. Like, you're that close. To, it's basically like being undefeated and still not winning the league. Like, it's just unacceptable behaviour, personally. I always said that Liverpool were going to be the first team to go undefeated and come second. <laughs> <laughs> we were putting out that kind of vibe that season. But I, I, I went with Nazi's pick. Torres is misplaced in Manchester United. The guy really needed a break. He just needed something to go. What he needed was Vincent Company's luck. He needed just some, he just needed like touch the ball in some weird way that it went in and he got a goal. And he just couldn't get it. He just could It's like, it is really a career-defining miss. And like you said, um, up until that Barcelona goal, that's all people remembered him for at Chelsea. Um, and we're still talking about it today. Uh, so, hopefully Liverpool wash away the memories of last season with this season. But nothing's going to wash down Torres. If it continues. Yeah, if it continues. But nothing's going to wash away Torres' miss. Nothing like... Not even if he did the same move against the hair and scored, will it wash away the pattern that he made? You don't know. Yeah, that's a Look, fair point. Lewis, what about you? You're gonna? Uh, yeah, no. Originally, I went for like the beach ball, and then it went lower up in the thing. But I like like Rahat's like argument of um, Torres and him missing the open goal, how career defining it was, and how he's probably remembered now to this day. About the open goal miss, that if if he if he scored that, everything could have changed. He could have been, that could have boosted his confidence up. He could have been scoring like twenty goals, thirty goals for a season for Chelsea, but ultimately he missed it, and then it could have affected him badly, man. And then, so I have to go with uh, Torres's miss against De Gea. Yeah, that's in number three. He'll always have the Barcelona moment though, so. Don't worry, Nazem, Mike. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you get you get the time. We're coming to you. We're coming to you. We're, we're going to get you back in number one and two. Um, <laughs> number two, for me, I have to put Tottenham in. Um, the 2015-16 season when Leicester won the league. Um, like I, I feel like we haven't mentioned Tottenham enough on this. Um, like they've cocked it up so many. They've cocked it up worse than Arsenal. At least with Arsenal, like you could, you know... You can be a bit more, like, I don't know, understandable in some ways. Like, you know, they're going through that financial struggle and new stadium and building and things like that. But, like, I don't know what excuse Tottenham had. Like, they had this upcoming new team. They had these, like, really nice players. Um, Kane, Dele Alli. Um, it was all... Um, even Victor Wanyama was a beast. I don't really like that player. I don't know what's happened to him. He's, he's one of the world. But they... And then they Moussa Dembele. Um... So they had this like really, really solid team. And then the amount of times um, they've cocked it up, um, it's, it's just hilarious. Like the fact they came so close to winning the league. They were even in certain Christmases as well. Like they were in first position. Uh, no, I, either close or first position. And then they somehow managed to cock it up. Um, and it's not just like one thing that they've messed up. There's so many cock-ups they've done, like in the FA Cups, um, but focusing on the Premier League, um, like they thought they could hold on um, with Leicester, uh, and then Chelsea had to spoil the pie, you know. Um, there, there was if you, if you guys go back um, and watch that game, it was such a violent game. There were so many yellow cards given out um, when it was uh, the two-two game, and you you just think like. They're going to do it. They're going to eventually do it. 1961 was when they last won the uh, league and they're going to try and salvage something. But nope, 
never again. I, and I, even in the uh, Champions League, like all of them were getting so gassed about it. Um, they were going to beat Liverpool and then like the first minute come and uh, <laughs> I guess, and it's like over. You know what I mean? Like there's so many memorable moments. But yeah, Tottenham. Uh, so essentially what happened was uh, they were basically second place and then somehow they finished third and Arsenal became second in the 2016. <laughs> yeah, um, Your words and ours were um, Tottenham finishing sec- uh, third in a two-horse race. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was the word you used. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't put any better, man. You said it. You said it better than me. So that's Tottenham doing that. That that's my second position, and of course the Gerard slip. I don't know how how many of us are going to argue. Let that. me describe that. Let me describe that one. Okay, just leave that for me. Yeah. All right. Carry on, guys. Yeah, so my number two was the Torres miss. Just because I'm a Chelsea fan and that one hurt so much at the time. Because, like, I was sat in my living room with my brother, who's a United fan. And, like, as soon as he goes down the keeper, I just knew, oh, yeah, this is it. We're about to equalise. And then, like, once he puts that in, we're going to get an equalise. And then it goes wide. And I was just, I was just done. And that sort of haunted him for the rest of his Chelsea career. I will say, though, the Barcelona goal does make us, like, forget a lot about that. But still, it's still there. Like, in certain places, like, round about when that happened, and, fo- like, if you were playing football with your mates and you missed a sitter, people were calling you Torres. So, like, it was sort of, like, that sort of influential, like, football culture at the time. And then my number one was basically the Gerard step because, like, I mean, you just couldn't write, like, you let couldn't me, write let, that song. Let me describe it. Let me describe so it. I'll leave that one for a hat to sort of like tackle. And then, yeah. yeah, so yeah, those are my two. The Torah slip and then the Gerard slip. So my, my top two sort of slip heavy. So for number two, I've got Tony Popovich, who I think has called the best own goal in the history of own goals ever. Uh, wasn't against, that the sort of like... Um, yeah. Sort of like so um, there was a goal, it was against Portsmouth. Kick, oh, it was a nice goal, it was yeah. a nice goal. Yeah, so some dude called Steve Stone whipped in across from the right and as Tony Popovich is running towards his byline, he kind of just flicks it behind him and it's kind of like a freestyle flick. It's like he's not really trying, just like sticks a leg out, flicks it and it just swivels marvellously into the, um, his own net. His own goalkeeper didn't move an inch. Like everybody's breath, they just stood still. To think that he could score such a good goal, uh, but unfortunately, it was for his own net. Now, number one, let me get in my feelings here for a second. Right? <laughs> Everybody, just sit back, relax. Get the popcorn, boys. Oh yeah, we're fast. Get right. the popcorn. I- I'm gonna be in my feelings right now. Yeah, you know, Kiki, do you love me and all that? That season, man. That season, I was just like, we can do it now. We can do it. As a Liverpool fan, you don't talk trash just because Liverpool are going to lose somewhere along the way and they're going to make you look bad. This was probably the first season I ever trash talk as a Liverpool fan. I was just like, Suarez is going to do it. Sturridge is going to do it. Sterling, Coutinho. I was even like, yeah, John Flanagan is going to be like in the Ballon d'Or <laughs> for the best fullback. I was just like, this is this, nothing can go wrong now. And then when we beat City with a Coutinho last-minute goal. I'm just like, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Nothing can stop us. We've got Chelsea at home. Then we had um, Crystal Palace, which is another story in itself. Uh, and then we had some bum team at the end. Um, so come the Chelsea day, uh, I remember that I was there, like, you know, in my Liverpool kit and everything. And you're seeing it. And I wasn't actually watching the game at the time. I was following it on my live stream. And then when the news starts coming in, I'm just like, I, I can't believe it. I'm just like, surely there's got to be some sort of typo here. Surely, they, I can't believe, I can't, I, what I'm reading can't have actually happened. That Gerard slipped in the middle of the pitch and then Dembaba just come and race through. I'm just like, I didn't watch football for like four months. I didn't watch the highlights <laughs> of that game for another two months after that. I didn't, I was, it was only until like, Say the game happened in May, I only watched the highlight in August of that game. It took me that long to like come to terms with everything that and then I, I like you know, I started crying again. I was just like for it to be Steven Gerrard as well. Like if it was Martin Skirtle or Daniel Iger, nobody really cared. But for it to be Steven Gerrard, the captain who never lifted the Premier League trophy, for it to be him 
of all places. After he did the we 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 can't slip um, team talk. Can't let sleep. You know, for it to be Steven Gerrard, and he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Like <laughs> he can't, even if he comes back as a manager, does invincible and wins thirty eight games, that can't erase a slip. That like. Yeah. Just to add a bit more context to that, yeah. yeah. Like you said, like, in the fixture before that, I think Liverpool, like, last-minute winner, Coutinho, Gerard saw, like, gathers all the players on the pitch after the game. It's, like, giving, like, a team talk, saying that we do not slip now. We do not let this slip now. And then taking it on to the next game versus Chelsea. Chelsea had a Champions League semi-final against, I believe it was Atletico Madrid. So Mourinho basically turned up with like a whole second squad, like them above top. Like we basically had Thomas Callas playing, and like so many like non-first team players. Salah, Salah was playing actually. Yeah, like Salah was playing. Like it was like a makeshift squad basically. It's like when everyone saw the starting lineup, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Liverpool's got to win this." Like I mean, Chelsea like they're just focusing on the Champions League at this point. So then come. I'm like the 45th minute or whatever it was, like Gerard just gets the ball and acres of space. No, no worries. Like he's trying to spin on a turn and like play a pass, and on the spin he just loses his footing. And like the last person you expect, Dembaba just snips in, and he just just long legs, so spry, just like nicks in, tucks the ball past. Can't remember what thing, Mindele. Mindele, Mindele, Mindele. Brilliant pass, and then it was just brilliantly done. And then just to compound things, Torres goes through in like the 90th minutes. I thought he was scoring himself, but then he went on. I respect, to win. I respect Torres a lot for not scoring in that. Yeah, yeah, so I respect just, him like, a lot for passing. Like, he yeah. could have scored, and that would have been like, oh, yeah, Torres finally scored against Liverpool. But he scored it to William, and then he gets <laughs> it. Like, I respect him the business. But yeah, yeah, just the, it's basically the irony of it all, like from saying, like, we do not slip now. To literally slip it now is like, like is, you just can't write that sort of thing. Like, everyone in the world felt sorry for him but at the same time. It was bloody hilarious to like just watch how everything sort of like capitulated for him. So, yeah, that was that was class. That was so, yeah. Chance I think um, I was gonna say Mourinho, like, what parked the bus? There was such a big. Yeah. Yeah, theme and um, you remember they were time wasting a lot as well. Like from the second minute, Ashley Cole was taking like four minutes to throw the ball back in. <laughs> and yeah. but that's really like, a style, you know. That's that, yeah, and so, then and then Chelsea already beat us in the FA Cup final. I think that no, that was, oh, a, is it, I think it was a different year. No? Yeah, yeah, that was a different year. Nah, so I'm looking at a picture of it now. But um, nah, I'm still in my feelings about that now. I can't. I can't watch it. It's too painful. Like for, for it to happen to Steven Gerrard, like you wonder, like why is he the deepest midfielder? Like what, you know, what happened to centre back? Yeah. But anyways, I was uh, gonna add. How come you put Gerrard um, lower in your list? Was it because of the pain? Yeah, it's the pain. It also it, it happened to me. Like once I had difficult, like kind of like lost the ball. On you the last man defending, no, not really, man. <laughs> I just, I just lost the ball when I was the last man defending, and then the attacker just like Dembaba, man, just would bear down and go and just strike it in, man. So, too many uh, hurtful memories, man. So, since we've got number one sorted, um, which is a funny way of sorting things out, um, <laughs> we should try and get uh, number two. So, mine, just to recap, um, so mine is Tottenham. Uh, finishing third in a two-horse race. Mike, do you want to just recap audiences who uh, you're My number two was the Torres miss because that, that one hit a bit too close to home and it's too hard to this day. Uh, you are. Mine is Tony Popovich's best own goal ever. That's probably one of the best goals ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, if I had to pick, it would be the only goal. Just because it was such yeah. a brilliant goal. It was, it like, was off, off his foot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah like, yeah. when I like watched it, I didn't realise that was a long goal. Like, it was such a brilliant finish. And, like, it comes off the bar as well. So, like, the keeper literally has no chance. Yeah. Like, just, like, the te- like the technique of it is just brilliant. Obviously, he never meant it, but, like, 
I like to think like deep down he's always been wanting to score a goal like that. And that was like the only chance he, <laughs> he saw him like getting it done. So like he just had to take it. He saw his chance and he took it. <laughs> yeah, like his name will go down in history forever for that goal. So it will. I mean, it's a very good goal. Like it's a classy flick off the heel. Uh, completely dumbfounded his keeper. Just yeah, completely. like he was Giroud before Giroud was Giroud. He was. He was. That goal should have been uh, nominated for the uh, Puskas Award. Yeah, definitely. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have our 10, and I'm going to go through it now. So, Begovic's goal uh, from the goal kick, the beach volleyball, um, sorry, Begovic's goal in number 10, the beach volleyball, um, scored by Darren Bent, number 9, uh, Santia, you have to guys help me out with this one. Santiago Virgini, number 8, versus Southampton. The number 7 is Perez and Henri, uh, penalty mix-up. Number six is Mourinho versus Wenger fight. Number five is Adebayor's goal celebration against Arsenal. <laughs> Number four, because Arsenal come fourth. 8-2 against United. Uh, number three is Torres' uh, miss against De Gea. Uh, number two is Tony P's own goal. And number one. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> let, let this slip, guys. <laughs> We do not slip now. We do not slip now. <laughs> Gerard at number one. Thank you guys for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know if you'd like Mike on for a part two of this. Um, yo, yeah. big up Magic Mike, yo. Yeah, big up Mike, man. Thank you for Thanks coming for on. Thanks for having me, lads. It was a bloody pleasure. 